in this episode of What the Prophets Say, you are going to get so free from your partnership with fear. And we're going to talk about how fear has shaped leadership, how fear has tried to grab a hold of nations, but God is rising as a man of war and he's saying it is time for a fearless church and a fearless people to arise. So you don't want to miss out on this episode of What the Prophets Say. Well, welcome back, my friends, to another fast-paced, straight-talking, <laughs> authentic conversation on What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. And once again, the delight that is the Scotsman, Yes. though he's not wearing his kilt, no. Sam Robertson is with us. How are you doing today, Sam? Oh, as we say in Glasgow, pure dead brilliant. I Buzzing. <laughs> pure dead brilliant and buzzing. Yeah. I do think that maybe people might need a gift of interpretation. Well, for pure dead brilliant, because why would you want to be pure dead and then brilliant? But we say it, so... We do, as yes. as a statement of, I'm marvellous. Yes, yes. I'm great. I'm great. great. I'm doing well. You're pure, pure dead pure brilliant. Pure dead brilliant. That's do you know, one. despite having lived in Scotland for... 20, how long have I lived here? I've been married 24 years, so I must have been here 23 years. Mm. I have no Scottish accent at all. You don't. You've managed to hold tightly to your Irish accent. To the Irish. You have. God's own nation, mm. my friends. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe second. <laughs> Scotland first. No, I think probably Israel first. But anyway, <laughs> so, yes. the only so, nation God covenanted yeah. with is Israel, despite the fact that other nations claim that, claim but, that but yeah, but it's yes. not actually true. So, okay, I had a word of the Lord when I was in California mm. that I'd like to unpick with you, Sam, and actually really bring warfare deliverance totally. to those who are watching. Yeah. And we've even through the conversation with the issues in the war in Ukraine and Russia yeah. and the end of the Gospel of Matthew, where it talks about wars and rumors of wars. So normally when I'm traveling and I'm going to nations, uh, the principality, the demonic principality God will shove yeah. into my hotel room for me to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And most of them come against their will. And as a sense of, Emma, this is what you need to deal with. Yeah. Because, of course, when a prophet goes into a region, we're not just looking at how do I bring a personal word. Totally. We're looking at the concepts uh, that John the Revelator actually outlines in the book of Revelation. In fact, the, the last verses of John chapter 10, yeah. where the New Testament remit is given to the prophet that they must speak about many tongues, languages, tribes, and peoples. Yeah. And the sense of the remit of prophecy over regions that hold regions in place. Mm. So I'm sitting in California and I'm thinking, what is the major demonic problem here? Because when you know what the demonic problem is, you know, therefore, the wiles yeah. of the enemy. And of course, Matthew 24, Jesus says, I quote it to you, watch out that no one deceives you and see to it that you are not alarmed. Yeah. And, and you get this sense through the scriptures of testing the spirits. So I'm looking at what are the de major demonic issues? Because our wrestle is never against... Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. We're quoting Ephesians 6 here. Yeah. So... 
I think the error often is that we fight flesh and blood. So much. And actually we fight our own flesh and blood. Totally. And we're always like, oh, you're so wrong or you're so bad. Self-loathing, self-hatred, the issues of our own identity because we're fighting ourselves rather than saying that thought is not mine. It's demonically sent. You know, that rejection is not actually me I need to reject. It's a demon that's telling me a lie. Totally. I need to reject that demon. I need to reject the demon and not fight my own self. Absolutely. And I think we could actually die night on our wrestlers, not flesh and blood, an awful lot of our days um, and our time together. But I think we come into the shadowing of a region and we don't realize that we're operating under the influence of what scripture says, be be aware that that you don't come under the teaching of demons. So we're always looking at identifying, you know, the major demons in Mm. a region. Absolutely. Uh, Because actually, well, now that we're on this, let's talk about um, shopping. Because you and I... Well, we are shoppers. I don't know whether we need to confess that and and be healed. Yeah. But we understand that different shops they do. have different demons in them. They do. And actually, a lot of shops partner with those demons for success. Yes. They partner with, for instance, often gaming shops or music shops partner with demons of addiction because when you get addicted to gaming or music or something like that, well, then you're more likely to continue spending your money there. Yes, and that demonic inf- demonic influences. I find it in one of the shops here when they have a sale on, and people are queuing, lining up from like, like five in the morning. Ridiculous! Totally. In, the, in that sense of the utter compulsion to to buy, and they buy what they don't even need or what they can't it, even afford. It is it is it's like an urgency yeah. that is not from the realm of yeah, goodness. A panic. Yes. So I think we need to be much more aware of spiritually curated atmospheres. I think as well, uh, for our listeners um, and watchers, you'll probably know that there's times in your life where you've woken up, you're in a great mood, you feel fine, you had a good sleep, you had your breakfast, so you should feel fine. And all of a sudden you walk from one place to another, or you go into someone's house, and for some reason you're all of a sudden angry. Or you're feeling thoughts, so you've got lust uh, in your head. Yes. And actually what happens is if we don't understand our wrestles not against f- flesh and blood, we end up beating ourselves up and partnering with condemnation. But it was an atmosphere. It was a demon that was shadowing you. Yes. It was a demon of anger. It's not your issue. And you've got to be able to discern that, recognize it, and then just say, you know, beat it in Jesus' name, get off. And when we're talking about, really what we're talking about here is the is the New Testament gift called the discerning of totally. spirits. Yeah. In that list of nine spiritual gifts in Corinthians, the gift of the discerning of spirits. Now, I have to discern, is this my human flesh? Yeah. Is this my human spirit? And I discern, actually, I need to get more self-disciplined. Yeah. And I need to go into repentance. Yeah. Or is this a demonic spirit and therefore, the medicine of my freedom and healing is slightly different. Totally. If I'm the problem, I'm repenting mm-hmm. and going into discipline and, and healthy practices. But if the demon is the problem, I'm then going into, you may not do this and Absolutely. get behind me, Satan type conversations. And then, of course, the discerning of spirits, you discern yourself, you discern the demonic, or you discern what is holy. Mm-hmm. Um, so in all of this, we're, I'm looking at discerning land masses. Yeah, regions. 
regions. Anyway, I'm sitting in California and I'm saying to God, this is not, this one doesn't feel straightforward to me. So I say to the Lord, do I have permission to travel in the spirit? Because you never travel in the spirit without Holy Spirit permission. Uh, uh, Otherwise you're in real problems. Do I have permission to go and look under the ground in the spirit realm? What is in the soil Mm, of California? And uh, to look at the seeds of the demonic that have been sown there. Because of course I'm aware of Silicon Valley. I'm aware that most of our social media has come from from there. there. I'm aware that most of the tech development comes from that place. And as soon as I go under the ground, I can see as clear as anything in in this spirit, literally line by line, seed by seed, demonic assignment after demonic assignment to make the whole foundation of the state the demon of fear. Wow. Mm. And of course, we would think, oh, maybe it's pride in Leviathan or, and I mean, Leviathan brings chaos or maybe it's the spirit of death, but the spirit of fear. And I felt like the Lord gave me such a word about social media being foundationed or established on the foundation of the spirit of fear. Wow. And this sense of then a, a, a number of other thoughts came from that. But the sense of fear not just being, uh, oh my goodness, I'm anxious and timid, but fear, let me read you this list, fear of scarcity and lack, mm. fear of being without something, resulting in this drivenness of personality that you can actually have a personality trait of drivenness that is gifted to you by a spirit of fear totally i think we sometimes um misunderstand fear as um kind of cowardice and, and, and and timidity and running away and hiding but i actually think the fear or the 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 expression of the strong man of fear that we are about to see uh, and that we are now confronting is a very bold and in your face sort of fear not a running away and hiding it is that i fear failing therefore i'm going to work and work and work until i drop i fear lack so i'm going to hoard money and i'm going to do whatever it takes to be rich i fear whatever it may be and there's almost a demonic boldness or or drive that goes behind this fear that actually makes you more present and more seen and more visible in the wrong sort of way and and actually we've got to ask questions about who is empowering us yes because in one of our earlier sessions we talked about the kingdoms of this world uh, and how satan they are in his gift to give yeah because he offers jesus at his temptation um the glory and the power and the authority of the kingdoms of this world so if you are being i mean this is a shocking statement if you are being highly successful who has gifted you that and who is empowering Mm. that and that actually sometimes your drivenness and your strident independence and your ambition is from the wheelhouse of Satan mm. because he puts a fear within you that even alters your personality mm. and alters your ability to rest. Totally. So I think I'm looking at my list here. Let me read it to you. Fear of scarcity and lack creates drivenness. Wow. Fear of failure creates ambition and mm. panic and no peace. And I actually think the Lord said to me, sleep issues, yeah. that your fear of failure can wow. so undermine your rhythm of peace that you have sleep issues. Wow. I, yeah, you can feel that actually on that particular. 
One. Fear of tyranny, that sense of I don't want to be controlled, yeah. gives you stride and independence. So that makes you unleadable. Yeah, rebellious. Fear of aging, birth is <laughs> birth's peculiar health movements. Yeah. Oh, what do we say about Botox in there? Shall we have that? Let's maybe not have that chat. Leave that for you to think about. Fear of death leads to unhealthy comforts. Mm. Fear of loss leads to you being held in the past and an inability to move on. And I actually heard the Lord say that California was a fear state, but it it wasn't the only fear state. And it wasn't the only fear nation. Wow. And that sense of fear shutting you down, even from full encounters and from intimacy and intimacy with each other and intimacy with God and fear of rejection being so at the heart of many of our lives Mm. that we lose intimacy because we fear it. Wow. And actually the, 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 we have partnered with a fear of intimacy, a fear of closeness, a fear of uh, authenticity and vulnerability. I don't want you to see who I really am. I don't want you to get too close so you see me on my good days and also my bad days. So you see this indwelling spirit of fear and all it's like a web, Mm. um, like an octopus with many arms Mm. and that fear is more insidious than we than we think and uh, when we've talked about fear i've actually written a book called freedom from fear so uh, i understand what the pandemic did in erupting uh the platform of fear increasingly now i think let's talk about this in terms of social media but let's talk about this in terms of war when we go we've got our bibles open in front of us here but when we go into the latter chapters of matthew And particularly Matthew 24, where Jesus is talking about the end times. And in fact, I'll I'll read it to you. Um, uh, Jesus uh, answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Mm. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of birth pains. And then talks about the persecution of the church. But these deeply complex and perplexing verses are this sense of Jesus saying, look, There are some massively unpleasant things to happen. I'm telling you now so that you do not open a door in your life to a oppression from fear. Wow. That's why he warns you, do not be alarmed. And so when we hear of war like the Ukraine and Russia, we automatically because when Mm. I put my we're obviously in Britain here which is an island and it has a slightly different island mentality but when I put my feet on the mainland of continental Europe you can feel the level of fear go up because war is on their doorstep now people you've got to hear what we're saying there is fear as one of the major world principalities right now yeah and that sense of war coming if I have a spirit of fear, I just will not be able to cope and I will make some very unusual, 
and unhelpful decisions Absolutely. based on fear. And that's why we have to be guarded here. And that's what I'm hearing the Spirit of God say. Watch your decision making. You see, we, you know, I think we, we so confuse fear in many ways and often think, well, I'm a bold person, so I'm not afraid. But actually, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can have a false boldness out of fear. And you even see it in the life, I think, of King Herod. And you saw him hear of the news of Jesus. Yes. And in a fear response, he chose annihilation and he chose murder as a king. He put a bold strategy. And then the Pharisees, they were afraid of the message of Jesus as being a threat. So yes. they became all the more bold. And I think we've got to be aware of, actually, are, are my decisions, is my boldness a fear response? And we've got to be able to yeah. keep each other to account here. And it's a very exposing question to ask. But am I making, I, I think, practically, let's drill this yeah. right down. Is this decision a fear decision? Is this action a fear action? Is yes. this response a fear response? And we've got to be good at checking ourselves and keeping ourselves to account on that. And I think this is really the hub of this episode together, empowering you, our listeners and our family and friends in the uh, What the Prophets Say community, that actually I must not let fear become a strong man in my life that I then manipulate my life totally, or I can't switch off or I mm. can't rest because of my fear or I can't trust God because I'm a fearful person. Yeah. So therefore I orchestrate my own future or I, my fear-based decision-making makes me reactionary yeah. rather than divinely reflecting with God. Totally. Can I say this? I think... We need some truth-telling about what percentage of my thinking is fear-owned. Absolutely. Absolutely. What percentage of my life I am making these fear-based decisions where I am robbing myself of contentment, peace, and ease. Mm. And actually, I'm ending up in places that God has to work me out of because I'm going there because of fear. Mm. Now, let's just talk, because the Lord said this to me in context of California, and in fact, Sam, can you just unpack, because we've talked about it a lot, the concept of what is a strong man and what mm. do we do with strong men? Totally. Uh, and, we, and we really get this from Jesus. He's yes. the one who exposes it to us, where he says, you know, in teaching how you do freedom, you have to bind the strong man. You have to kick out the strong man yes. if you want anyone free. And actually, I think a lot of the time, deliverance and deliverance ministry and warfare take so long because we're trying to deal with little stick demons rather yes. than the strong man that's empowering it. And there's a list probably of about 12 different strong men in scripture that you can find. Um, and some of them are things like infirmity, yeah. which obviously is in, yeah, sick. You have fear, which is anxiety, OCD, yeah. even comes out of that, the strong yeah. man of fear. Yes. But right the way through scripture, you have lists. Uh, there, there's a list of about 12 strong men of yes. uh, there. And our aim is um, that in personal deliverance, we go after the strong man. Yeah. But actually, as you were talking about earlier on, if you want to transform a region, you want to know what the strong man is, so you kick it out. Yeah, you you do. Uh, the the strong man concept, actually, in, when Jesus says first bind the strong man, and when you talk about 12, the theologians 
and I've read and you have read and actually we've written books on deliverance, nearly everyone, you know, uh, that I can get my hands on, 30 plus books on deliverance. They talk about probably between 12 and 16 yeah. strong men in scripture, depending, you know, how you interpret it. But these are the kind of more serious demons yeah. who will command lesser demons. Absolutely. So when Jesus is saying, first you bind the strong man, really what he's saying is, look, here's a strategy bind and stop the action of the strong man. And then when you cast it out of yourself or even out of a region, you'll, all the lesser yeah. ones will have to go. Let's go after the boss. And go the after the boss. Leave. Yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> you know. So uh, in my list, I mean, you and I have written lists of thousands of demons' names over the years for doing mass deliverance. Yeah. And every single time we do deliverance, we add more to We add list. more demons. Yes. So the spirit of fear controls the spirit of anxiety, phobias, compulsive behaviors, um, Patterns of insomnia, terror, anguish, nightmares, worries, mm. inadequacies, eating disorders, and even some cancers come in in the yeah, back of fear. Totally. And totally. Job, interestingly, yeah. why does Job in scripture get what he gets? It says this in, in the book of Job, what I feared came upon me. Yeah, I think that's a telling scripture. I have actually watched somebody very close to me be so scared of getting cancer that they actually got it. Yeah. What I feared came upon me. Yeah, they empowered it. Yes. We've got to be fear-free. Come on, and fearless. We have yep. got to be fearless. And we've actually got to say, God, would you make me fear-free? And God, would you make me fearless? I'm going to bind this strong man yep. and I'm going to tell it to get lost. And so let's nudge into social media. We must then know when I go on to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever your, you know, your toxic social media is, that actually there is a strong man of fear and yeah. I'm going to feel a sense of rejection. I'm going to feel like, is my does my life match? That's fear-based responses. Totally. I actually think that's why suicide in our young people comes from social media because there's a fear there of is. rejection, a fear of not belonging. Let me tell you, if you have children and you are listening to my voice right now, you need to go in and put your hand on their beds yeah. and say, I bless you to be fear-free. I bless you to be one who knows you belong so that actually when you go on to social media, you are not slimed by the prevailing demon behind it. And I think there's a couple of things about social media that we've got to be aware of. Number one, if you're scrolling on social media, your guard is probably down and you're not aware of it. Why? Because if you're at work or, or that, you're not normally scrolling. You're normally scrolling on social media when you're tired. Mm-hmm. When you're on your way home from work, when your your yes. guard is down. So you're normally not aware of what demons are coming in. I think as well, something that I've applied in my life, whenever I click on a social media to go on, I'm acutely aware that it's warfare. And that actually I've got to be aware. I need to, if I'm going on to social media, I'm a, I need to be a warrior. I need to be aware. And that mm. actually it's, it's not really a relaxing thing anymore yeah. because it's, I bat that away. I bat that away. There's a post that comes up. No, I'm not letting that come into my to my life. I'm being aware of my eye gates, my ear gates, yes. what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, even what I'm posting. And I, and I think as well, 
you've got it with, with your children be laying hands on their devices yes. where, where they engage with social media actually that there's a filter that you can put that no demons pass through that screen no demons pass yes. through that phone that computer that tablet whatever it may be and we've got to become more savvy when it comes to social media and actually i think it's the root of a lot of our issues and as you said about um suicide i think often we assume that well suicide the strong man would be death but yes. i think the strong man of death causes you to to die or for death to come through illness or pain or yeah. or tragedy i think fear and the fear of life and the fear of life continuing as it is is what underpins Suicide, suicide and the epidemic of suicide and that's what we need to go after and actually it comes through social media mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. not that we now don't you know don't hear this and then become afraid of social media we rise above it but yes. you've got to recognize it's not a neutral zone and i think you don't want to become like some of those communities who then disengage withdraw. completely and they withdraw and then they no longer are salt and light totally. that's not what we're advocating here but it is i suppose the awareness of once again what are our themes here? There are two, two kingdoms. kingdoms. There are two kingdoms. If yeah. you listen to us at all, you will be getting that like a megaphone in your ear. There are two kingdoms. Yeah. And so it's that awareness that for the well-being of my own life, for the well-being of my children, for the well-being of my marriage, for the uh, and its intimacy standing, yeah. and for the well-being of my community and my church, I must know that I bind and render inactive the strong man of fear. Mm. Come so on. tell us how you would do that. I mean, there's. I think the first thing is you've got to just be aware that it's there. I think, and now we're exposing it. But it's so simple. Let's not overcomplicate it. Yes. I recognize that there's a demon of fear here. I see you, strong man of fear. Don't be intimidated by it. Don't be afraid of fear. And yep. then you're just praying, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. It's that simple. I bind you. You do not have any permission to have any sort of action in my life. Yes. If it's in your home, you cast it out. I cast you out after I bind you. I think as well, probably your entry has to be, because I don't think there's anybody who can say they're fully free from fear. God, if I have partnered with fear in any way, I'm sorry. So we would always say, yeah. you repent, you renounce, you bind, you cast out. Yes. There you go, four keys. Repent, renounce, bind, cast out. I Very repent good. for my partnership of fear. I renounce my partnership with fear. I bind the strong man of fear, and then I cast the strong man of fear out. Now, just to keep people safe here, you can do that over yourself. Yourself. You can do that um, in the family context. Yeah, in your home. Don't do that in a region totally okay yes. because these well, now we're talking about strategic spiritual warfare yeah. here and actually if it, it'll come in demons come in by agreement mm. therefore they go out by agreement so actually this is a conversation i want you to have with your home group or your church leadership yeah. or specialists in spiritual warfare where you say, look, we now have a regional or a territorial yeah. issue. What is the strategy to deal with that? Yeah. But actually, in your own home, you have authority. Yeah. And in your own life, you have authority to say, I'm not partnering with it and I'm not having yeah. my children partner. Look, your sleep will improve. Uh, well. Your intimacy 
will flick like that. Your anxieties, your compulsive behaviors, your worries, your eating disorders, your unhealthy patterns, your drivenness that means that you don't even take a day off work, <laughs> your peculiar habits, your inability to let go of the past. Once you say, Jesus, yeah. I don't want this fear, all those things they do. Get healed. They get healed. And as well, remember the, the truth. Whenever you cast something out, if you don't fill up the space, it comes back seven times worse. So you're always saying, now that you've set me free from fear God, what do you want to give me in return? Yes, and always. It's, it's not always, you know, boldness. I think we always think that. Ask the Spirit of God. It can be, yes. you know, for instance, now that you're free from fear, I receive the gift of sleep. You know, God gives sleep to those he loves. I receive yes. peace, whatever it may be as an antidote. It's interesting that conversation that we put fear almost as the opposite to courage. Yeah. What fascinates me in scripture is when God says perfect love casts totally. out fear. And scripture puts as opposite fear and love mm. rather than love and hate. Totally. Or So that, that dynamic fascinates me that actually if I can feel the tender love of God, in other words, the security of God, then it will cast out my fear. Totally. And actually, you've given that activation, and we do that often, that sense of if you're struggling to let go of your fear, go and bathe in the love of God. Yes. You know, let love so infuse you that it forces everything of fear out. Because perfect love casts out fear. Absolutely. Quoting scriptures to each other. I mean, you've heard me say enough times yeah. to people, do you have a bath? Do you have yeah. a bath in your house? Yeah. You know, like, because I love a prophetic act. Mm. I mean, the more prophetic acts in the world, the better. The better. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that's my opinion on it. So, you know, run the bath, sit in the bath, soak until you go all walnutty and yeah. your skin goes that funny wrinkly uh, way. And you say, God, I want to soak in your love. Yeah. Like I'm soaking in this bath and that actually you will get a divine exchange by the prophetic act. And fear will be cast out as that Absolutely. Happens. Now, I want to push this because what I wrote down when I was just in that zone with God in California, mulling over concepts of fear, that the Lord says, the spirit of fear has owned church leadership. Wow. And there has been a total loss in the robustness of the apostle and the prophetic function... Mm. because they have been too fearful to say and do what actually needed done. Wow. And I really felt like I saw governmental seats of authority empty and vacant and the loss mm. of protectors wow. who are leaders in the kingdom. Because, of course, good leaders protect us. Yeah. Good leaders in Scripture are given to cover us. And, of course, a good leader is very legitimately warfaring for their people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I warfare for those in my care. Mm. And you take that anointing seriously of leadership. And we tuck in under good so leaders. Important. But actually the empty seats of spiritual covering because of apostolic and prophetic fear that they were not taking responsibility and then they were behaving manipulatively, they were behaving with control, or they were just behaving with that Ahab absence because they were even scared of taking strident leadership decisions. Mm. Wow, I mean, that, that's, that's an exposure even of why we lack leadership leadership like that and why there's been such a contention over uh, over apostles rising and even prophets rising i think we've just you've just exposed there 
actually, it's not necessarily we lack good training or we lack, actually, yes. there's fear. There's fear, fear in leadership. There's and fear, in, fear leadership. in leadership shuts them down from yeah. making the decisions that we need to be taken. Or it causes them to make the wrong decisions So if well. you are a leader, as I am, and as you are, Sam, listening to this, may I urge you mm. to go and do some self-examination on your spirit of fear. Come on. And your fear yeah, levels. Totally. Now, interesting, and again, private, but we are honest we are <laughs> truth tellers there's no point being anything else to me i'm on the a call with my trustees this week those who have a legal responsibility for david and i and for the charity and ministry that we run here and talking actually about you know making sure there's legal protection for us um because we know that we're likely to stir up hatred and we're going to need some legal um uh, legal counsel yeah. and and i'm saying let me say it more clearly than that if I keep talking about some things that I believe to be biblical sin yes if I keep saying some sexual perversion issues are sin which I will keep saying Mm -hmm. because I think you can be free from them so if I keep saying that I am likely to hit legal challenge absolutely I am likely to be taken to court on freedom of speech issues because I will be an offence to people by speaking the truth. Mm. And so we're talking about the legal protection this week ahead of, uh, of, of the curve on that. I could partner with fear and choose silence. And stop speaking. And stop or, speaking. Or water down your words even. Say it yes. softer. Yes. And my choice is here, not that I want to be rude or offensive, no. that's not the, the point, but I want to be one who... I speak truth and therefore I will take the consequences of that Mm. because we are in the days of persecution of the church and persecution for some opinions. But I think there is a very deliberate choice in me and I want to offer you a choice. Come on, my friends, come on, you know, what the prophets say community. Are you going to be ones who actually say, whatever the cost, I will get rid of my fear. Come on. And I will take some decisions Mm. that leave a gap for God. Yeah, yeah. Where he's going to have to protect my (laughs) reputation. Yeah, he's going to have to turn up. He's going to have to turn up here. Yeah. You know, and actually, I'm going to come into a new level of rest and peace and sleep. I'm going to come into a more healthy work rhythm because I'm going to lose the fear. And I'm going to therefore say, God, you get to be fully God. And God says, I want to rise up as a mighty man of war on your behalf. And you won't let me because you're taking the space. And actually fear is what makes us people who love control and actually oh listen we're probably over our time for this broadcast i know people are very anti-christian celebrities i have Mm. some issues with that we all need heroes we do and you need to be a hero for somebody else just as i need to be a hero for somebody else we need heroes we need people who who we say when 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 I grow up, I want, I want to, to be, be like, like them. I want to be like them, not because of a celebrity thing going on, which is a little bit unsavory, but because they are modeling something that is so dependent on God, that Come is on. so fear-free, that is so wild, that they're setting a standard or a tone for who I want to be when I That's grow so up. Good. And I want that for my children yeah. as well. Oh, when I grow up, I want to be like that. Yeah. 
so good and so important and we need that we need that 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 aim and it's not i want to be formed into the image of but actually it does when it's when it's in right balance it provides a sense of of, of a drive in a good sense yes to build your life in a way that is pure and in a way that reflects god so as we go into housing crisis yeah cost of living crisis, gas, petrol prices, war and third world wars, which we do think are coming. This conversation you will need to refer to and share with your friends because it is your ability to stay fear free on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sinking sand, sand, that actually is going to be one of the ways you are going to navigate this season. Absolutely. And this, let me say this as well. This is not an individual journey. Do not journey this. You know, it's just about me getting free from my fear. We do this as a family and we do it together. You need friends that can call you out on your fear and can call, you can call out on their fear too. Absolutely. And that is not a shameful thing. Yes. It is not about condemning one another. But I need people like Emma, who's a leader in my life, or my friends who are able to say, that's a fear decision. Come on, get free from that fear. Or that was a fear response. Get over that because that's how we keep each other free. Now, I mean, somebody actually then came to me in California. This is the final thought. And they said, you know, um, what I do because my house, my home is built on on land that there is demonic infiltration of the spirit of fear. And I said, just go and get some anointing oil and just Mm. bless your house to be of another kingdom. Here we are, the two kingdoms. kingdoms. My house is in the kingdom of God. Mm. So I'm not fair game. I am not fair game for what Satan is playing. Absolutely. Can you imagine the difference to the church if we got this fear-free stuff? (laughs) Wow. We would be a transformed people. And we would be more trustworthy with the power of God. We would be. Because we wouldn't be using it for our own self-protection. This will revolutionize marriages, children, church structures get fear free bind it come on banish it cast it down from your own life and embrace the love of god and the ability to be intimate with him so good come on well (laughs) what a what an intense conversation another one for what the prophets say with me emma stark here in glasgow in scotland with our scottish man mr sam robertson we will see you next time on what the prophets say Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e-course, The Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.